Welcome to Embracing Your Power Within podcast. Consider this to be your weekly dose of mindset development, honest conversation, and kick-ass positive energy. I'm your host, Cheryl Barron. I'm a corporate executive, master mindset mentor, and career development expert. I'm here to help you step into who you want to be. We're here to dream big and make shit happen. We'll explore what's holding you back and how to overcome it. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Cheryl from Embracing Your Power podcast. Welcome back to part two of the manifestation episode. So we're going to talk all about limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck and keeping you from manifesting what you want in your life. So limiting beliefs are all about what you believe about yourself. So give that some thought for a minute and think about what are you thinking about yourself? So give that some thought for a second. What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about your strengths, your weaknesses, your abilities, your potential? There's a lot to unpack here, especially when we add money to the picture. So money is a whole can of worms, and those worms are wreaking havoc on your mindset. They are sabotaging you and they're making things so much harder for you to reach your financial goals than needs to be. So let's call that can of worms what they really are. They're limiting beliefs. So we need to get rid of them. We need to clear out those money blocks so we can begin to shift our outlook to a more abundant mindset. So here's how we do it. We'll work through some of the most common limiting beliefs about money that every single one of us has faced at one time in our lives. So if we all do the work, we'll step over to the other side into financial abundance. So you guys, a self-limiting belief is really just a state of mind. It's a conviction or a belief that you believe to be true and that also limits you in some way. So a limiting belief about money just says that your view is about you and money. These are money blocks. Some examples of limiting beliefs about money are I'm bad with credit cards. Just thinking that sets you up for problems. That mindset can keep you from making good decisions, using credit responsibly. It's going to set you up to fail because you're already telling yourself you're going to have money issues. Another example, and this one is on a more subconscious level, I can't hold on to cash. If I have it, I'm going to spend it. It burns a hole in my pocket. How many of you feel that way or have said that? A lot of us. So what does this mean? It means that subconsciously, you believe you're never going to have money. Other limiting beliefs about money are things like, I'm never going to make enough to save. I'll never get out of this paycheck to paycheck cycle. How many of you have said, I hate living paycheck to paycheck? As soon as it comes in, it goes out. I don't deserve to have more money. I'm bad with money. I shouldn't spend money on myself. I'm always freaking broke. Do these all sound familiar? So are you wondering how you know if you have a money block? I hate to tell you, but almost every one of us has a limiting belief around money deep in our brain. Things to ask yourself are, do I avoid money? 
Do I avoid talking about it, managing it, thinking about it? Does thinking about money or managing it make you anxious, sad, resentful, stressed? Do you ever buy something then regret it? That buyer's remorse or resent having to spend money on something? An unexpected car issue or an unexpected bill or something that you didn't plan on that now you have to spend money on and you're resentful. Then you have limiting beliefs about money if you answer yes to any of those. So where do these limiting beliefs come from? They usually come from your money story. So your money story is how you learned about money as a kid. Even if you didn't think you were learning about money at five, six, seven, eight years old, you were. Your overall money mindset is influenced by your money blocks. So no one is born knowing how to handle money. And most of us have made some mistakes along the way with money. And that's totally normal. It's a learned skill. And we really learn best by making mistakes. And yet these mistakes also create memories that we hold on to. And this is a negative bias. And this is because we give more importance to negative experiences than positive ones. Okay, are you all confused yet? Let me break it down for you. You just need to know that there are reasons for the way you feel about money and handle money. And it's part of something bigger. And we're going to shift it so it starts to work for you and not against you. So the good news here is that you can shift your scarcity mindset and your belief system. So let's dig into that process of how to overcome limiting beliefs so you can start to achieve your financial goals. So you guys, this is a process and it feels awkward at first, but you need to keep at it. It will absolutely be worth it in the end. So what you got to do first is recognize your money blocks for what they are. Call a spade a spade. First, you need to understand your money story. No matter what anybody says, your money story is personal. Your money story is deep-seated and it's developed as a kid. It's influenced by your culture and traditions and typically lives in your subconscious. Your parents play a big role in your money story. So understanding this will help you understand why you do what you do. It will connect the dots. For example, I have a friend that as soon as they get money, it's gone. It's spent. Within days, it's gone. And to me, doing this work, I had to ask her about it. And what I learned is that when she was young, Every time she got money, whether it was an allowance or a birthday gift, whatever it was that brought some extra money to her as a kid, her mother would borrow it and it would never be seen again. So saving it was not an option. She learned early on that either she spent it right away or it was gone. So that's her money story. So fast forward as an adult She knows logically that she's in control of her money, but that logic has a hard time overtaking her subconscious thoughts about money. So as a result, she sucks at saving and has impulse control issues with shopping. So the good thing is, once this is uncovered, you can change it if you want to. So what was your feeling about money growing up? Ask yourself that. Did you hear things like money doesn't grow on trees? 
I know I did. Or you heard your parents arguing about bills. Did your parents buy you everything you wanted? That's another money story. When you bought something as a kid, what was your parents' reaction to it? You have to look at your story. So money blocks usually fall into categories. Money avoidance is one category. Believe it or not, a lot of us don't believe we deserve money. Some of us are so used to living without it that we don't believe we deserve it. Now, on a logical level, we know that's not true, but our subconscious believes we don't deserve it. So we don't go around saying to people, I don't deserve this birthday check. I don't deserve this bonus I got. I don't deserve this raise. It's not said to everyone, but it is a voice deep down in you that is quietly telling you that. Also, people who fall into money avoidance don't want to think about money at all. They may not open their bills or open their statements, and they don't want to because it creates stress and anxiety for them. This really just sabotages success. Or you're someone who saves every dime but doesn't go on a vacation, doesn't spend a penny, and maybe isn't enjoying the fruits of their labor. That's a money story too, because that is coming from a place of scarcity. You think it isn't enough, you'll run out, and there isn't more that will come in to replace it. So you better not spend it. So those are people who may die with a full bank account, but have regrets and haven't lived. Then there's the money worshiper. Some of us think money is the key to happiness, that it solves problems. But this can be a trap because you feel that you have to keep buying stuff to fill a void and to be happy. Another issue is that the more you have, the more you spend. I've seen this over and over and people think, if only I had more money, if only I made more money, I'll be all set, I'll have savings, I'll pay my bills, I'll be set up. They don't. They just spend it. Money does not buy happiness. You have all heard of people who have won the lottery and they won, you know, one, two, three, five million dollars. And with five years, they're broke. This is why it's never going to feel like it's enough if you're relying on money to make you happy and to solve your problems. It does not. Then there is money status. This confuses net worth with self-worth. People overspend to keep up a lifestyle. This is the old keeping up with the Joneses scenario. You spend on a lifestyle you cannot afford to impress others because it increases your self-worth. Then there's money vigilance. This is the most stable of the four. You believe hard work and discipline around money brings you more money. Yet, this can also lead to fear and anxiety and a lack of balance between spending and saving. So once you understand your story, your money blocks, you can do something about it. Start to use money affirmations, for example, to shift your mindset. I do this a lot, but I'm not going to lie. Money affirmations are strange at first, and I felt ridiculous when I started them. But they really are powerful. Several years ago, I unpacked my own money blocks and limiting beliefs and realized that for me, I never felt like I had extra money because I was always bailing someone else out. I was always the person that people came to to solve their problems and to lend them money. My belief was money comes in and money goes out. And when I have extra money, something always comes up and it's gone. 
I 100% believed money was a limited resource for me. And I came from a very solid middle-class family. Both my parents worked and we lived a comfortable life. I didn't have really wealthy people around me, so I didn't know what it was like to have unlimited resources. So I never believed that having unlimited resources or being rich was for me. It's not that I didn't believe I deserved it. It was more like I just wasn't cut from that cloth. When I started making really good money, in the back of my mind, I believed that I was lucky. I believed that I needed to stay with this company I was working for because I believed I'd never make that kind of money anywhere else. I'm lucky to be here. I'm lucky to have the salary. I can't go anywhere else. I can't count how many times I said that. So I stayed with that company for 15 years. Well, guess what? I worked on my limiting beliefs, worked on my money blocks, worked on my mindset, and I left my job for another company. And I started off making a little bit less, but not by much. And again, I felt lucky to be making that kind of money at another company now. I wasn't telling myself, this is the money I'm worth. This is the money I deserve. I was telling myself, I was lucky. Fast forward five years from starting that new job, I have had three promotions and I've more than doubled my salary. So here is where affirmations and the law of attraction and creating an abundance mindset really works. So I wasn't always my biggest cheerleader either. I engaged in self-talk now and again, and sometimes I was a little harsh. I had high expectations of myself and it was all bullshit. I brought out my inner cheerleader through these affirmations about money and about success and about relationships. Now, again, when I started this, I felt ridiculous. I wasn't sure how on earth this was going to work, how saying these things out loud, walking around my house was going to make any difference at all. But since I was already all in, I was going to try it. So I would say things every day like, I attract money and success. I'm attracting money right now. Um, This one is my favorite. I'm a money magnet. I would say that over and over. It was posted on my refrigerator. It was posted on my mirror. I am a money magnet. I'm open to receiving all life has to bring me. Wealth continues to flow to me. I attract money easily and effortlessly. Find the ones that you like and say them every day until you're 100% believing it. Because remember, you need to be vibrationally aligned to bring what you want into your life. So if you're just saying these things over and over, but not believing them and not working to be in a high vibration state, it's just not going to work for you. Some other affirmations you might like are things like, I am in control of my spending. My debt doesn't control me. I'm excited to keep my finances on the right path. I constantly attract opportunities in my life. I'm worthy of financial security. And when you're writing out bills, make a conscious effort to not feel stressed about it and not to have anxiety. I don't care if at the end of writing those bills out, you have $8.68 left. Every time you write a bill, I want you to reframe what you're thinking and start thinking, I'm so excited I can pay this today. I'm so grateful that I have the money to pay this. More money will come to me in my next paycheck. 
I'm attracting more money. But really feel and put yourself in a positive state when you're doing that. Otherwise, you're in a place of scarcity, and we all know that that does not create alignment. So choose whatever works for your limiting beliefs. And I use the examples of limiting beliefs around money, but the process is the same for things like career success, entrepreneurship, relationships. You have a story for each of these two, and affirmations are super powerful for any of these things. They're just going to be different. So one might be, I deserve to be successful. I deserve that 10K month if you're selling a product or service. People love buying from me. People love listening to me. I'm lovable. I attract awesome people into my life. Whatever statements confirm your end goal will work here. As you do the work, the limiting beliefs will fade and be replaced with ones that support our goals. So say the affirmations, or if you don't like to say them out loud, if you feel ridiculous like I did, then write them down. I am a huge fan of writing things down. I feel there's a lot of power of bringing things out of our heads and onto paper. If something is bothering me, if I'm stressed or feel anxious, I start journaling and I work that shit out. Another good technique is to write down your limiting beliefs, all of them. Don't censor. And then for each one, write down why that really isn't true. Keep writing until you feel better. Doing this will create an immediate shift in your thinking. So those are my tips for overcoming limiting beliefs. Please let me know if this was helpful to you by leaving a review or sharing this episode with someone who you feel could benefit. This really helps me know what you want to keep seeing so I can focus on bringing more of this stuff to you. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for hitting play today. If you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe to my podcast so I can keep the good stuff coming. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode of Embracing Your Power Within. Have a fantastic week.